0: S-E-O. It stands for Search Engine Optimization. Uh, It's an important area to talk about. Uh, It's a key piece to any digital marketing strategy. We tackled the topic way back on episode number 16, where we did a little bit of a crash course uh, in SEO, but I'm thrilled on today's episode to be joined by an actual expert. Uh, Today, we're sitting down with Kelly Cooper, who's the Director of Growth Marketing at Moz. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this you'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Now this week, I'm thrilled to be joined by Kelly Cooper, Director of Growth Marketing at Moz. She is here to talk all about SEO and how restaurants in particular can improve their ranking on sites like Google and Bing. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Chip. I'm happy to be here.
0: I am really thrilled to have you here we uh, we caught up on a phone call last week just to kind of map out uh, kind of how this conversation might go the things that I think uh, the listeners are going to be really interested in um, but I was telling you then and I'll tell the listeners now that um, i was uh, I was really excited about doing uh, an episode about SEO and my goal was to bring in an expert to have somebody really be able to to walk us through it to you know, to kind of give people a foothold, so I'm glad uh, that you and I were introduced. Um, tell me, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, who are you? Why uh, are you an expert in this field? And uh, maybe talk about Moz a little bit, because if people don't know uh, what Moz is, um, that might be a good way to give them context.
1: Sure. So um, I head up the growth marketing team at Moz, so we are responsible for new customer acquisition. Um, so Uh, The channels that we're thinking about are website, SEO, paid search, uh, events, all sorts of things that uh, we can do, email, that we can do to attract more customers for Moz. Um, I've been in the industry for about 15 years. Prior to Moz, I worked at another B2B software company. And prior to that, I was actually in-house. So I have been that marketing generalist that was responsible for uh, SEO and paid and all of the things to uh, drive both online traffic and offline traffic. And you know what? One of the reasons that I was so interested in participating in this particular podcast is because I have a soft spot in my heart for the restaurant industry. Um, I was in the restaurant industry myself for quite a long time time so uh yeah happy to be here <laughs>
0: that's amazing so i want to know uh i want to know more about Moz. but i guess i'm curious as to how did you get into this line of work what uh what about this interest to you
1: so marketing in general or seo
0: yes and yes
1: <laughs> okay so my mom actually has a small business she has a small tea shop and i started off helping her so you know, back before, uh, gosh, with the first iteration of InDesign or Photoshop, building flyers, organizing trade shows, doing radio ads. And I was doing all of that stuff before I even knew that it was marketing. And so after college and I was applying for jobs and kind of in that place, like many College kids are like, what am I going to do? What am I qualified for? I was looking the jo- through job descriptions and I said, Oh, hey, I actually have experience in this marketing thing. So I kind of fell into marketing. Uh, as for how I got into SEO or at Moz or, um, you know, started at Moz, I was actually a Moz customer for many years prior to joining Moz. So, gosh, I think I. Used Moz software at three different jobs prior to uh, joining the Moz team, so I was a bit of a Moz uh, fan, so to speak. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> then, so then, tell everybody at home what Moz is and and, and what they do.
1: Sure. So, um, Moz is a trusted authority in online search. Uh, we build platforms to help people improve their position in, uh, in search. So basically we build soft, build software that gives people insight to help their websites rank higher on Google.
0: Yeah, and uh, moz.com is a, really is you know a leader in the industry. There are other companies that do this, but Moz kind of pops up all over the place. Um, your content strategy I find you know little lectures and things all over the internet. Um, it's really good kind of usable, valuable, actionable, um, insights into into how to do this, which is one of the things that um, one of the reasons why I was excited to sit down with you today.
1: Yeah, Moz Moz started off as a blog. Um, Rand, our founder, started off and really around just educating the market, educating people on SEO. So it's 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 really ingrained in our culture that education uh, side of things.
0: Yeah, and this is the hard part. I mean, so many of the um, the listeners here to the show, so many of the clients that I work with, and and you know uh, people in the restaurant industry are small business owners. they, um, They know their business really well. They know how to make good food. They know how to run a restaurant. Uh, but now the world is just getting more and more complicated and you've got to know InDesign and you've got to know Photoshop and you've got to know uh, Facebook and Facebook ads. And there's just more and more things that you you have to know. And so 30 years ago where it was, you know, the classifieds, now it's Craigslist and it used to be the Yellow Pages and now it's Google. So um, they're, they're handicapped to a certain degree because they already have a, a whole bunch of knowledge in what they do. Uh, but now everyone tells them, well, you also have to know SEO. So... So let's let's start to get into it, I guess, as an entree. Um, let's just start at the beginning. So what is SEO? Uh, why does it matter? Why should people care?
1: Sure. So uh, SEO stands for search engine optimization. It's really the process of increasing the quantity and quality of organic traffic to your website through organic search engines. So uh, basically all the things that you do to get your website to rank higher on Google. So when people search for a term, your business, your restaurant appears. the results that you get when somebody searches for something on Google and, and, and Bing, that page is called a search engine result page. So in SEO, you'll hear that a lot. It's uh, commonly referred to as a SERP. So why it matters, uh, why does increasing the quantity and quality of organic traffic matter? But before I actually go into that, I, I wanna kind of unpack quality and quantity and, and a little bit more. Um, So when we talk about quality, you want to be sure that you attract visitors that are actually interested in the products or services you sell. Uh, so for example if search engines are sending traffic to your website because you sell pizza ovens when you are really selling pizza then that really isn't traffic that you want right if somebody comes to your website expecting to buy a pizza oven and you know you're you have pizza delivery you're not going to convert that uh that traffic into a customer so you want to be sure that the traffic that's coming to your website is is quality they are the people that are coming to your website because they want to order pizza and then quantity is just is just just how it sounds, right? If you're targeting the right people, then you want to target more of them. So you can increase the quantity of traffic, increase the quantity of uh, down funnel conversions.
0: Right. So then, you know, simply put you, I run a pizza place called Joe's Pizza. I want to make it so that when somebody in my neighborhood types in best pizza near me, that you come up in those search results because they're looking for great pizza. You make great pizza. You want to match Uh, the, the user and what they're looking for with you, the business who's trying to provide that, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about.
1: That's exactly what we're talking about. And I do want to make a distinction, right, where um, SEO is really just going to impact that organic rank, the organic rankings, as I'm sure you all have noticed, when you type in uh, a keyword into the search results, the first few results that you typically see are going to be uh, paid advertising. So those are the results that you pay for. Organic results are the ones that are going to come after that. So SEO, search engine optimization, impacts organic rankings, the rankings that you do not have to pay for.
0: Right. No, it's an important distinction. So there are really two, you know, two divisions here to the highway. There's organic search and paid search. And really what we're talking about when we talk about SEO is organic search. Correct. Great. So quality you want people you want to be able to match people who are looking for the thing that you have and then quantity once you figure out how to do that you want as many of them as possible right that's the quality quantity mix nailed it chip <laughs> excellent I'm learning all about SEO uh, for the record I, I know uh, just enough SEO uh, just enough about SEO to uh, to kick this conversation off but uh, I'm thrilled to have an expert on the line who can really walk us through this uh, in a in in important deep way uh, which is why I'm, I'm excited to, to really get into it but uh, we're, we're coming very close to the uh, edge of my knowledge uh, as as far as SEO goes <laughs>
1: well should we dive in do you think people would be interested in kind of understanding a little bit yeah. how SEO works or yeah um... so
0: so yeah so then how does it work right because we all know that we want to be found uh, by people who want the things that we have but yeah let's give us a background of, of how it works
1: yeah well man I wish that there was a magic bullet for how it works but there really isn't and um, The quick answer is is that there's a variety of factors um, that influence how SEO works. There's a, a variety of factors that influence how high or low your website ranks on Google. Um, a lot of the these factors change. Search engines are constantly or continuously updating their algorithm, algorithms. Uh, man, tongue twister there apparently for me this <laughs> afternoon. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just want to be sure that people understand that the, the factors that influence your rankings that I talked to today, they may change and you know it's a it's a multifaceted industry and it's good to just know that right nothing is set in stone these days
0: and i think and i think you touched upon something really important i think that's why this topic feels very complicated because it is always changing always evolving right like you know, search engine, optimi- you know, Google has only been around for so long. It's It's been a generation, and we're still learning how it works, and Google itself is trying to streamline it so that they can make it more efficient. Uh, and so there, there are things that we always have to keep up on, which, again, for somebody who doesn't do this for a living, for somebody who's really good at making pizza, for somebody who's really good at, you know, running a wine bar, uh, the fact that they have to keep up with this ever-changing uh, environment uh, of, uh, you know, how Google algorithm, how the Google crawlers return back results um, is frustrating. So. Uh, so understanding it to to better understand exactly uh, some things that we can do um, to improve it is, uh, I think, going to be really exciting to the people listening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I get that it is frustrating. I mean, <laughs> the only constant is that there is a change. <laughs> right. Um. So uh, one thing that I have noticed that could help potentially is as Google especially has evolved its algorithm, it's really kind of evolving where SEOs and marketers are need to start building their websites and their web experience really for people right before at the very beginning when SEO had started you could kind of game the system you could game Google bots which are the um, Google bots crawl your website and that is what kind of tells collect information to tell Google how your website ranks but It's getting harder and harder to game the system and people, good SEOs and good marketers, their websites rank well because they're truly just providing a good customer experience. They're providing information of value that's relevant to the user and relevant to the services that they sell. So I think that if that's your true north, then you're going to be in setting yourself up to be able to withstand algorithm changes
0: great so then i think that's a good way to kind of get us back on track because if if the algorithm keeps changing if the way that these google bots keep changing and have evolved the idea is that they've gotten better and more intuitive uh, in being able to return results so so then how does it work now like how how does a page rank versus not ranking what are some of the things that go into that
1: sure so um one factor is what Uh, we call domain level link features. So what I mean by that, it's the quantity and quality of links to your website domain. So when I say domain, that's going to be, let's say, www.pizza.com. That's your primary website versus a single page, which should be www.pizza.com slash delivery so it's the quantity and quality of the links to any page within your domain any page on your website
0: so then Give us an example of, of that.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, so the quantity is just as we talked about quantity before. It's just like the, the gross amount of links that are to your website. But quality is really around the trust and authority of the sites that are linking to you. So, for example, Google will give more weight to a link from Wikipedia, for example, than it would a website that maybe gets five unique visitors a month. So if you get Wikipedia linking to your website that is a higher quality link than a link from my father's recipe blog that nobody ever visits. <laughs> 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 Another ranking factor is going to be page level link features. So these are gonna be the quality and quantity of links to a specific page. So that could be that www.pizzago.com slash delivery, right? So the quantity and quality of links to a specific page, that delivery page could help it rank higher. And also when we talk about page level link features, that also includes something called anchor text distribution.
0: Okay. So explain that.
1: Sure. So anchor text is clickable text on a web page. So typically in blue. So any kind of... Um, Uh, hyperlink on a on a web page. So for SEO best practices, the anchor text should be descriptive for the keyword that you want your page to rank for. So an example of this could be instead of using the text, click here for a link to download a pizza menu or your pizza delivery menu, you should use something like you should use um, anchor text, like view pizza menu right so that's just being more descriptive so i think that this is also plays into what i said earlier about building um, experiences that are better for users right if you're Descriptive People say, oh, I know if I click this link, I'm going to get a pizza menu because it says view pizza menu or right. click here isn't as descriptive. So um, it really is a great true north to think about what's the best experience for you users.
0: Right. No, that's interesting. And that and so even something as granular as that uh, affects SEO.
1: It really does.
0: Wow. OK. Um, what else? How, what else goes into this whole SEO algorithm
1: sure so keyword and content features um, impact rankings so what i mean by that is how well optimized your pages for the keyword you want to rank for so for example if you want to rank for pizza delivery in portland do you have pizza delivery in the page title of the page do you have it in the url does it say instead of Uh, pizza.com slash delivery is it pizza.com slash uh, delivery in Portland, Oregon, right? So again, it's really around that specificity for those keywords that you want to rank for in things like the URL, the page title, the meta descriptions, and also the content of the page, including the anchor text.
0: Okay. So that's a lot. So uh, the The domain level link features, so the the quality and quantity of links from other sites going to yours, and then the page level, so the quality and quantity of links that go to a specific page within your site, Um, what we learned about anchor text, and then making sure that the keyword and the content kind of all matches the thing that you're trying to accomplish right did I get all that right so far
1: you definitely got it one thing that I want to just touch on that's a bit of a um a, a word of warning when it comes to uh including keywords in your content is that you can actually get penalized for something called uh keyword stuffing so you want um Google is getting better at natural language processing. So is the copy on your page written in a way that somebody would talk? So for example, if your pizza delivery page had pizza delivery, pizza delivery 200 times over and over, and that was your only content on the page, yes, you have a lot of those keywords in your copy, but Google would be like, man, they're keyword stuffing here. This isn't quality content that is written for a user. So make sure that you're not keyword when you're working on these um, when you're mapping your on page content to the keyword that you want to rank for
0: this is great advice I hope everyone's writing this down (laughs) do not put pizza delivery 200 times on (laughs) your on your page (laughs) that's not gonna help okay that's great so then anything else what else goes into um, into determining how how pages rank?
1: Yeah. So this one is a bit of a toughie um, just because this is where some developer skills or um, are necessary. But site performance is also um, important. It's an important ranking factor. And what I mean by that is, is your website optimized for Google, right? Is it? Is it a good Mobile experience. What does it take a really long time to load? So Google can um, penalize you if you if your site takes a really long time to render. Um, so some of those performance issues are also or potential performance issues can also you know impact your rankings.
0: So then, if people are working with uh, developers to build out the site from scratch, are there things that they can ask for that they can pay attention to? Uh, is there certain Are there certain questions they can ask their developer to make sure that this is something that is on their radar?
1: Yeah, I think that you could set that in the contract, right? There's free tools that you could even use to check your developer to make sure that they've executed on the terms of what you've asked them for. So you can say, hey, you know, I want um, there's a free tool called Page Speed Insights. That's an actual it's a Google free tool that will basically tell you you know, it'll give you, I think, like a green, red or yellow. And you could say, hey, you know, I want a really good load speed on my website. I will check this using Google PageSpeed Insights. Um, Google also has a free tool for mobile optimization. So again, it'll give you kind of that um, red, yellow, green, obviously you want a green. So um, for mobile optimization. So those are some, some free tools that you can use to make to one benchmark and see how your website is performing right now. And also um, double check the work that any uh, developer is doing on your website to make sure that they have really made sure that your page feed um, is on point and that your website is truly optimized for mobile
0: yeah and that's great you know I love uh, I love what you just pointed out uh, because it brings something uh, it brings something up that is important to note which is that uh, Google wants the same thing that businesses want because uh, Google is just a matchmaker they want to make sure that the people looking for the stuff, Uh, find the stuff that they're looking for and of course that's what businesses want as well so they're constantly trying to get better so the fact that they have these free tools available um, is all in the service of that just trying to match up users and businesses Um, i will point out that we're going to put these uh, all these links in the show notes anything we talk about uh, you'll be able to find all of those in the show notes
1: yeah and just to say again so the name of google's um you know mobile optimization checker is mobile dash friendly test so that one's pretty easy to remember i like that name mobile friendly test so uh that's a good one excellent
0: (laughs) so seo is search engine optimization we are talking about how to return um uh, high how to how to rank highly when it comes to organic uh, search um so now we know kind of how it works um we know why it matters because um because uh, you know we want to be found by the people looking for us but um but but why i I don't know what i'm asking like I guess, like, why should people care about it beyond that? Or why should people uh, invest the time?
1: Uh, well, I can I can throw a couple stats at you to substantiate why it matters. Um, we love stats. <laughs> so um, I found this one that is specific to the reg- restaurant industry. So according to Google, overall restaurant-related searches have – double-digit growth in the past two years. So so more people are searching for restaurants or restaurant-related terms in the past two years, right? So,
0: And do you know why this is? This is because OpenTable has finally been challenged. So for 15 years, uh, OpenTable was the only reservation software on the market. That was what, if you were a restaurant and you needed reservation software, you went onto OpenTable. And over the last two years, uh, they have lost a huge amount of their market share to competitors like uh, Resi and Seven Rooms and Talk. And so what would happen is that uh, OpenTable wasn't just being used as a reservation app. It was really being used as a search engine because you said, I wanna go out for dinner on Thursday night around seven o'clock in this neighborhood. You plugged it in and they spat out all of the tables that were available Uh, within that area. And so people were using it more as uh, a search engine Mm -hmm. than they were as a reservation app. And so now that all the restaurants in the world aren't on that one app, you can't necessarily use it as a search engine, uh, because you have to go to, again, all these competitors, Resi and Seven Rooms and Talk and, and Open Table. And so people are going the old fashioned route and going into Google.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's super interesting.
0: Absolutely. You know, the boon for these companies that are coming in is that they're, you know, they're taking away uh, market share, and there's, you know, people are looking for alternatives to OpenTable, meaning businesses. Uh, but for the user experience, for the diner, it hasn't been great uh, simply because they lost a really valuable tool mm. where everything was in one place.
1: Man, Google's just. Uh Taking market market share in a bunch of different areas, right? <laughs> I'm
0: glad. I'm glad the restaurant industry could give uh, Google some more business. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then, so then, what else? What What are the numbers? Hit us with more numbers. More
1: numbers. Okay. So another one is, um, and this is another Google stat: seventy six percent of people who conduct a local search on their smartphone visit a physical place within twenty four hours, and twenty eight percent of those searches result in a purchase. Right. So that stat to me really marries the online app online to offline a giant chunk of people are searching for local businesses on their phone and not only that a chunk of them are making purchases yeah. so i think that that really speaks to the bottom line
0: yeah well this the search is uh indicative of an intent to buy
1: totally that's exactly it Um, So really why SEO matters is that with good, strong SEO, you can increase your visibility in search engines so you can get your business, your brand in front of more future customers and as you get your business and brand in front of more customers, the quality and quantity of traffic to your website can increase and ultimately you're going to drive more people to your store location, more people are going to buy, right? So SEO matters because it can impact bottom line revenue and that's what we're all after, right? (laughs) That
0: is what we're all after. And you just brought up something very, very important because where most transactions in the world now happen in front of a computer screen Uh, we have the great fortune running restaurants uh, and the great misfortune of needing people in a specific place at a specific time to make that transaction happen we need people to come to us to have their meal and you know it's the definition of a brick and mortar where a lot of other businesses have taken to the internet even uh, throughout this COVID 19 uh, pandemic but the restaurants still we need you to come uh, to come to us, we need you to come pick up your food. We need you to come sit and eat. And so, then, how does SEO relate to um, r- relate to brick and mortar businesses, and and how is it different or or not different than than other businesses?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, the the biggest thing that I can think of and how it relates specifically to brick and mortar businesses, specifically to local businesses, is really around local ranking factors, right? So making sure that your business appears in, you know, we talked about general ranking for factors earlier in the podcast. There are also... Um, other factors that can make sure that your business ranks um, for local for searches with local intent. So you mentioned the the near me, um, and also now Google serves up local results even without that near me modifier. And so I think that it's not just your website rankings um, for those localized search results, but also ranking in the local pack um, and having your Google My Business page. You know, I'll talk about the Google My Business page a little bit later, but now with the prominence of zero click purchases, meaning that the searcher gets what they want within the search engine result page itself without needing to click deeper to any website or any subsequent page. Uh, you know, especially for restaurants, there's there's opportunity there. Um, I know with integrations with Open Table, you mentioned them earlier, where people can reserve a table right there within the search and result search engine result page itself. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity there um, as far as harnessing the power of SEO and digital marketing to try to get a user to commit to that time and place earlier in the purchase journey
0: great so then just to simplify this again because i don't want people's heads to spin all we're talking about is people go in and you put in pizza place and they're going to triangulate where you are and they're going to return back results that are probably near you or 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 relevant to to what they think you're you're searching for and there are ways now of being able to reserve or purchase place your order right there uh, within google right that's what you're talking about
1: Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah, because the sooner you can close the sale, the, the better off we are. Right. So then let's talk about uh, local rankings, because obviously so much of uh, so much of our business comes from people who are just in our proximity, because there are 8 billion people on the planet. Uh, most of them can't get to us, have never heard of us, uh, you know, one reason or another, they're not going to dine at our restaurant on Saturday night. So we want people who are near us, at least within our town, city, geographic Region, right? And so, so what? What do we need to do? What do we need to be thinking about?
1: Sure. So, what I what I touched on earlier around um, domain level link features, page level link features, keyword and content features, site performance, etc. All that stuff is super important. But when you're thinking about local rankings specifically, there are four things that you could really distill it down to that are important for um, having your business appear in SERPs. So the first one is relevance. So how well does your business or website match the term that a user search for? So if Google determines that you are a pizza restaurant, then your website has a higher likelihood of appearing for the term pizza restaurant in comparison to another business that Google determines is a Thai restaurant, for example. So in order for Google, or one way that Google determines relevance is kind of ties back to what we talked about earlier on the keyword and content features, right? So if you have pizza restaurant in all of your on-page, um, in your on-page content. right. Another factor is going to be distance, right? So the proximity of your business to the searcher will impact search engine rankings. Google has increasingly trended towards serving up localized search results, even without that near me modifier. So... It's super important that Google knows where your business is in comparison to the searcher.
0: Right, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that that is becoming more and more uh, important. Um, I think some some uh, pundits say that uh, that is one of the most important now. So that's an example of something that, you know, wasn't always the case. But now with the onset of Google, I mean, Google knows where we are all the time, right? Most of the time through our mobile phones. And and that wasn't always the case. So that's why we've seen that um, ranking factor really creep up as a top ranking factor. Right. Um, another one is trust. So this is determined by your reputation. How trustworthy does Google think your business is? So some things that Google looks at to determine trust will be what we talked about earlier around domain-level link features and page-level link features. So if you have um, a high quantity of quality sites that are linking to your website, then Google may determine that your website is trustworthy. And another one that is so important for the restaurant industry for a variety of reasons is reviews. So reviews really um, impact how um, how trustworthy a Google uh, Google thinks your business is. So not just the the quantity of reviews matter, the recency of reviews matter, and also the quality of reviews matter right are you a two-star restaurant or are you a four and a half star restaurant so so that really matters
0: now are you talking about reviews on and maybe we'll get into this later but are you talking about reviews on like yelp are you talking them like on google there or facebook or all of them
1: so as far as i know there isn't um any clear data that says reviews kind of all up, um, but Google has specifically said that reviews matter. I think that the most important thing, because Google has access to this data, are going to be reviews on your Google My Business page. Okay. Um, so, and then the fourth piece is prominence. So, this can also be a factor of trust. Um, so, this is basically how often your business appears across the web. So, this could be um, not just your website, but sites that mention your business. Um, and or link back to your business. So this is where the, you know, whether your business is on Yelp, TripAdvisor, um, and some of the Facebook, those third party sites, if you're, if your business is, let's say popular, because you're, you've listed on all those directory sites, Google is saying, okay, you know, they're prominent. And that is um, another trust factor.
0: So is this also uh is this also make the case for trying to get um, get written up and reviewed and and included in roundups like best ten places to have brunch in Dallas and is all of that is that we're talking about like back backlinks?
1: Yeah, that that's part of it, right? So it's it's not just the links though. So. Um it's well, you can break it down into um, structured and unstructured citations. So a citation is any time your restaurant is mentioned across the web, um, but it doesn't necessarily need to include a backlink. So both both are good. If a backlink is better, right? Because that gives you link equity. But even a mention across the web can also can also help. Interesting. Yeah, and this is something that is important again for. Um, you know, making sure that your strategy aligns with the best user experience. I mean, you could argue that, yeah, getting your restaurant written up in, um, you know, 10 best brunch restaurants is great for an SEO perspective, but that's also really great from a customer perspective. If I'm searching that, that third party substantiation could be what makes me as a consumer choose your restaurant versus another. Well, that one's rated as 10 best. So I'm going to go to that one, which is arguably more important than the SEO equity that being mentioned in that article would give you
0: yeah no absolutely it's interesting so so then is there a strategy that people so okay so people have been listening now uh we've been talking for i don't know half an hour or so and they're getting a better sense of what it is why it matters how um how these sites return back results um how can People begin to put a strategy in place Uh, because again what I find is that when I talk to a lot of restaurant owners they say oh so-and-so told me I really got to focus on SEO or so-and-so said SEO is really important but they don't have an entry point Um, they can't begin to put a strategy together because again they're busy running a business and hiring people and and training people and all of that so how can restaurant owners begin to put a strategy uh, in place um, to to make some of these um, to make an impression?
1: Sure. So, gosh, when I'm talking to my team, I always talk about, um, let's try to find those low effort, uh, high impact projects and tackle those first. So I'll give some, seo advice kind of based on that same advice that i give to my team
0: no that's great we don't we don't have a lot of time or energy and it's outside of our comfort zone um you know especially speaking for a restaurant owner so yeah so what are the the low low pressure high what did you say (laughs) low pressure high impact uh things that we can do
1: yeah, so I'd say, especially for restaurants or any local business, really, the number one thing, if if you can only do one thing after this podcast, um, my number one recommendation would be to uh, create a Google My Business page if you don't have one already. Um, having a Google My Business page will help, will increase your likely. It's one thing you can do to increase your um, rankings in the local pack. And we talked about the, you know, the increase in zero click searches earlier, um, earlier in the podcast today. So the prominence of searchers getting what they want within the search and the result page itself. And, you know, ha- creating a Google My Business page is a key part in um, enabling that. Um, creating a, a Google My Business page can also he- hit on all four of the factors that influence local rankings, right? So through it, you can achieve relevance. So you can tell Google what type of business you are, what type of restaurant you are. Uh, you can achieve distance because it includes your NAP information, your name, address, and phone number. So Google knows what your business address is. So they are able to serve your business, um, your business as a in the search engine results when searchers are close to your business. Uh, Um, It can help you achieve trust if you are generating Google My Business or Google My Business reviews and also prominence because uh, Google features the Google My Business page pretty high um, versus uh, a business that wouldn't have a Google My Business page.
0: Great. So nuts and bolts. It's literally GoogleMyBusiness.com, right?
1: I actually don't know the exact URL. But if you Google Google my business, I think that it is. um, Let's see. I think it's google.com slash business is actually the the URL.
0: Great. So we're going to have all that link in there. So uh, grabbing your Google my business page and tell me if I'm wrong. So this is when you Google a business and you hit Enter and it returns back the results. It's like certain businesses have that box on the right hand side of the search results, right? Yeah, and that is that what we're talking about, right?
1: That's exactly what we're talking about.
0: Great. So rather than just showing up in the list of rankings along the left side, you know number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, you get a big box on the side because if somebody has put in your name um, and then hit enter, well then they that's obviously what they're looking for.
1: It also helps you. So, you know, you'll you'll see that box to the right if you search a specific restaurant. Right. There's a restaurant near me called Seasons and Regions. I search Seasons and Regions. I'll see the box to the right. But let's say if I was just searching for a seafood restaurant, um, I could say, hey, seafood restaurant. And what Google would return to me would be what would what are called local teasers. So it would serve, you know, three or four or three different re- seafood restaurants that are near me that are um, close in proximity to where I am. And if you click on that local teaser, right, right for, for a specific restaurant, then it pulls up the box to the right. So there's actually two ways that, uh, that a searcher can see the information that is provided in a Google My Business or GMB profile. Um, so ideally you want to have your business show up for your branded term right so in this case seasons and regions and also you want your business to appear when you're searching for a business category like seafood restaurant
0: right and again this goes back to um it's in google's best interest to match uh the user who's looking for seafood restaurant with the seafood restaurant so it's just it's another tool they provide uh restaurants and businesses um to to capture uh to capture business and it's totally free right that's correct great so they're gonna go uh create their google my business page um and i assume it's like anything else you go in and you put in your your phone number your address your your uh social media pages your you put a description you put photos like what is that there's a whole series of things you can you can put in there right
1: that's correct. So I'd say in order of importance, right, you want to make sure that your contact information, your name, address and phone number and website is accurate, um, specifically name, address and phone number. Um, local SEOs will call that your your NAP information. Um, you want to make sure that you have um, a good business description. So let's go back to the pizza delivery. If you are, um, pizza delivery is your specialty or pizza, you'll want to be sure to put that in the description. Um, you'll also want to be sure that you'll select all applicable traits to your business. So right now you can select in your GMB profile, things like dine in takeout, no contact delivery, curbside pickup. So you can, um, you can be sure to check some of these things so what that means is let's say you i'm searching um seafood restaurant curbside pickup for example then uh, a restaurant that is a seafood restaurant and offers curbside pickup has a higher likelihood to um, appear in the search engine results so I love what you kept keep saying, Chip, about Google wants the same thing, right? Google wants the same yep. thing that, that the people do. And that's to find the information that is most relevant to them.
0: Right. So then tell me if I'm wrong here, then the other piece to this is about keeping this, these Google My Business pages updated uh, because like when COVID hit, right? I assume most places uh, didn't necessarily have uh, curbside pickup and that was something that they had to um, they had to add on there at a later point right so keeping the information current if your hours change if you have different services that's also kind of part of the ongoing upkeep right
1: correct yep thank you for pointing that out
0: contactless you know transactions contactless delivery curbside pickup these are things that nobody thought about or cared about five months ago and now it's you know it's so it's so top of mind so that's so the google my business page that's the the first low hanging fruit the first thing you can do it'll take you what 10 minutes 15 minutes to do it
1: yeah it shouldn't take very long and there and i and i do want to be sure that there may be some people listening today that are like man i already have my google my business page i'm golden right so i think that there's a couple or a I don't think I know that there are other features within Google My Business that some people aren't taking advantage of that I'd love to chat about today, too, that can also help.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So, for example, if you have a Google My Business page and you've got your business um, and, and you've got your business information, your NAP information correct, the next thing I want you to do, if you don't have it already, is to add categories. So I'm really going to roll with this pizza example, Chip. <laughs> so, for example, there's categories. There's three categories for pizza. So there's pizza delivery, pizza takeaway and pizza restaurant. So you can add a primary and secondary category. I would urge you to use both if it's applicable to your business. So maybe you say, hey, I'm going to do pizza restaurant and pizza delivery. So definitely add categories if you don't already. And I must say that the categories that Google has available are pretty specific. I was looking ahead of this podcast and I saw a category for pinball machine supplier. So obviously it gets pretty specific.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I, I never knew about these categories. This is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Categories are definitely good to add. Um, it also will help you. So, so for example, if somebody is searching pizza delivery, and you have that category on your page, you'll have a higher likelihood that your Google My Business page appears in search results for a business that doesn't have pizza delivery category added to their JP page. Oh, so, that again, just a couple of minutes, you know, that's one of those super low effort, potentially high impact there. Um, Another thing that's great is to personalize your business. So this is more on the customer experience. So personalize your business by adding that description we touched on earlier, but also adding photos. Add photos of your food, add photos of your staff, add photos of your menu. All of those things can just create more opportunities to connect and build a relationship with your future customers. Yeah. Lastly, again, let's say you're doing all this stuff already. Um, another one is to um, add questions and answers. So sometimes you'll see a GMB page and, you know, I have a small child. So one of the things that I look at look for are things like, hey, did somebody ask if this is good for children? Um, so you could beef up your um, Google My Business page by um, adding questions and answers. Uh, uh, a good place to feel this is just your staff, right? What kinds of questions do your customers that are um, there in person asking you, right?
0: Yeah, great.
1: Another thing is posts, so you can post updates. So let's say you are you know you, you are updating your Google my business page regularly and you have you didn't have a curbside pickup option before you've gone in there now you have curbside pickup you've added that as an attribute. what you could also do is you could post and say hey we've added curbside pickup order online and we'll deliver it or you can pick it up at the curb. Um, wow that except don't use that market marketing copy
0: (laughs) (laughs) no how often can you update the post can you post uh, once a week uh, once a month is it just one post and you can just kind of update it from time to time
1: no you can post as much as you want so similar to like a social page
0: sweet that's cool
1: yeah and then my last piece I'm saving it for last not because it isn't important because it is but I'm saving it as for last, because it is a little bit higher effort, so this one is a little bit higher effort, but also high impact, and that is uh, collect and respond to reviews. So we touched on trust as a ranking factor before, and the importance of reviews and how reviews impact how trustworthy Google thinks your your site is. Um, but I understand that restaurant owners are busy. You have a lot of you have a lot of um, you have a lot of different stuff you're doing. Um, but if you have done all these other things that I listed for your Google My business page, it's probably time to think about how you want to collect and respond to reviews on your Google My business page.
0: It's funny, it's something we always think about with Yelp. Um, you know, gathering reviews there and um, and responding to reviews there on Yelp. But uh, I don't think it's something that we necessarily think of all the time with Google, but but going on there and seeing, Uh, how we can respond to those and try to collect those. Great.
1: All right. So any other questions or things we want to hit on with Google My Business before? No. Okay. I think that's great. (laughs) I mean, I think
0: that's a really great. So the first low hanging fruit, right, is Google My Business. Go claim your Google My Business page. Fill it out. Really flesh it out. Go deep. That's the first thing. It's going to have the biggest impact.
1: That's the first thing. That is definitely the first thing that I would recommend.
0: What's next? The next low-hanging fruit.
1: The next low-hanging fruit, I would say, is to claim your other internet profiles. So what I mean by this is you know, your, um, your business profile on Facebook, on Yelp, on TripAdvisor. I would go and make sure that you claim it and fill it out. Right. So Google, I would say, would be number one, but then I would go and make sure that you claim it on all of these other third party sites as well. Um, Again, this can help you with prominence and trustworthiness. So you claim your site, you fill it out, you're going to have more real estate on the SERP because, you know, uh, a Yelp, because it has lots of inbound ranks ranks, wow, I'm (laughs) twisting my words today, but Yelp will have lots of inbound links. So Google thinks Yelp is trustworthy. Google may serve up Yelp higher than your own website for a search term that you wanna rank for. So you wanna be sure that you you claim your business on Yelp or any of those third-party sites. Um, Those third-party sites also have an opportunity most of the time to add a link to your website. So that can help you increase the quantity and quality of links to your website which we talked about before. And lastly, updating or claiming this information can help you achieve um, NAP consistency, right? So making sure that your name, address, and phone number is consistent across the web.
0: Right, so, what, um, so I know most people, uh, most restaurant owners have uh, social media um, profiles, right? So they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter, maybe they're on Snapchat. Um, but then you're also talking about uh, claiming your page on something like Yelp and TripAdvisor. And is there are there any other sites we're not thinking of right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, even something like Foursquare can help. Um, okay. Uh, like um, uh, Yellow Pages, White Pages, Super Pages. Um, Moz actually has a tool called um, Moz Local Check Presence. Uh, it allows you to put in your business address. And, um, you can see if your business is appearing on some of these top third party sites. So, um, you know, that's a great tool that can kind of give you a a high level view of how you're appearing or not in some of these, in some of these other opportunities for creating an internet profile for your business.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay. So we'll include that link in the show notes too. And you said that tools right there on the Moz site.
1: Yep. Yep. It is.
0: Great. Cool. So, uh, so claiming all your other internet profiles so that you're, you're listed in other places, um, that you can, uh, kind of create some consistency across the web, anywhere people are looking for you, anywhere people might find you, uh, all of that information is up to date and then putting in all the links, uh, because that's going to help build, uh, build links back to the mothership, back to your website.
1: Yeah, so we kind of touched into my third a little bit. So my number two was just to claim them, right? Just make sure you're, you, you've you you claimed them and you're the owner of it. And then number three is, yeah, making sure that you're consistent, right? Your name, address, and phone number is consistent across all of them. It's consistent with the, the name, address, and phone number that you have in your Google My Business profile. Um, and so that's really around NAP consistency and, and citation building. So both those are important.
0: Great. So they go hand in hand. They
1: go hand in hand exactly
0: great so you got to get them and then you got to flesh them out and make sure they match uh, which is challenging especially right now when everybody used to have uh, business hours that were one thing six months ago and then they changed and now they're changing again as people are opening back up. But that's just something you've got to do, right?
1: Yeah. It's just something that you got to do. I mean, I think anybody you on, on the line, let's say you have, you know, three locations or 10 locations, the more locations you have, it's not so simple as, okay, I'm just going to update it in these handful of places. Cause you have to up, update it in six to 10 places for six to 10 restaurants that increases your workload exponentially so there are products that help you automate that if you you know if you're looking for um opportunities to save time
0: yeah um i'm curious about that i think most of the listeners probably are not dealing with um uh with kind of an enterprise uh business that's that big but Um, Yeah, if there are tools that can help uh, people streamline this process, uh, I think people would be eager to find out about it.
1: Yeah, well, again, um, so for free, Moz has that tool, the check presence tool that will allow you to see where you're appearing and where you're not, but if you... Uh, the Moz Local Paid Tool will allow you to enter your NAP information in one place in our central portal, and then it'll distribute that information in all those top aggregators and sites across the web. So it automates that process for you. So we oh. we do have a tool that um, can save you time there. <laughs>
0: no, that's great. Listen, Moz.com is a, is an incredible resource, and um, I'm sure this is just one of the many things they do. But I can see how that would be very, very beneficial if people have. You know, numerous outposts, uh, you know, or, or different franchises, or, or whatever, making sure that they uh, that they corresponded. What's the danger, or what's the penalty for not doing this if some of the stuff doesn't match across all of these places?
1: I mean, then if you have a competitor that has a similar product or a similar restaurant than you and they are matching across all those places, then it's uh, then they have a higher likelihood of ranking higher than you. Um, The higher you rank on the page on the search engine result page, the more clicks you get. So I mean, it's really around, you know, mind share and market share.
0: So it's one thing, you know, why work so hard in your business and leave this on the table, so to speak. you know, leaving money on the table by just not kind of crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Is that how you look at some of this stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. Okay. So then we've got three great things, three easy things we can do, which is going to take us so far. We're probably about a half an hour's worth of work going to Google my business, uh, claiming that page, filling out that page. Second thing is you said, make sure you've claimed all of the other, uh, important pages, uh, the other profiles, uh, on social and, uh, and other kind of search sites like TripAdvisor and Yelp and all that. Okay, we've done all that. And then we've gone through and we've made sure that our information is the same. So nap, right? Name, address, and phone number. Um, making sure that matches across all of that stuff. That's the that those are the first three things, and that's probably takes you a half an hour worth worth of work, right?
1: Uh, i I think that you could probably set up your Google My business page in a half an hour. I think that claiming your other internet profiles may take. A little bit longer, right? Depending on, um, I mean, maybe that takes an additional 20 minutes. The nap consistency and citation building, depending on how many, you know, how many restaurants you have and also how many, um, you know, how many places you add that information. That one is a little bit variable on how long it'll take.
0: Okay. So busy work, but otherwise we're not talking about a ton of, we're not talking about hours and hours worth of work. So to your point of it being, you know, low hanging fruit, this is, uh, this is stuff that's going to have a high impact. That's relatively easy to accomplish. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. Not, not hours and hours. <laughs> Great.
0: Great. Cause, cause the people, uh, cause people who run restaurants who work in restaurants don't have hours and hours. It's like, I can either carve it out of my time at home or my time doing something I want to do or my time at work. And so, um, you know, efficiency is key, which is what you're giving us, which is great. Um, Let's keep rolling on. What other low hanging fruit do you have for us?
1: Yeah. So um, the next, the next one is, you know, takes a little bit more work, right? So we're, so we're moving in progression from easy, from, from, uh, from minimal effort to more effort as we go on and my recommendations. Yes. So the next one is going to be on page optimization. So we touched on this a little bit, but this is just going to make sure that your web pages are optimized for the keywords that you, want to rank for. Um, What this does is help Google determine relevance. So it helps Google accurately determine what your business or website is. Um, So, you know, the pizza restaurant versus Thai restaurant we talked about. Um, So this would be things like updating title tags, meta descriptions, URLs, content, and also the mobile optimization that that we touched on earlier. Now this can be this can take a little bit longer, right? Depending, let's say that you're familiar with Web WordPress and you have a WordPress site, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no problem." But let's say you have to go, um, you know, work with the developer to make some of these changes. Then it becomes a little bit harder. So this one is really dependent on the software that hosts your website and your and who's responsible for making those changes right now.
0: Right now, so let's say. Um Let's say our pizza restaurant our pizza delivery restaurant. Uh, they have their website and it's hosted on WordPress and they had somebody uh, a developer come in and build them their website for them. But how can they go in and check the back end? you like, how can they double check to make sure that all this stuff is done? Are there are there simple things they can do to just to just double check and see whether uh, they need to do anything in this in this area?
1: Yeah, well there's a there's quite a few free SEO plugins for WordPress. Um Moz does not have one. I think a popular one is Yoast, but there is one there there are some free plugins that you can utilize for, for WordPress specifically that can um that can help you kind of update your the content on your page for a specific keyword.
0: Great. Okay, so something like the Yoast plugin, um, but then on other sites, so if they've done it themselves on like Wix and Squarespace, um, all of that stuff is very easy to do on the back end. Uh, updating all this, making sure the again meta descriptions match the the headline, the the title of the page, things like that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you have um, you know, a user friendly interface for doing these things. And it shouldn't be too long, right? I mean, uh, I imagine most most restaurants don't have, you know, hundreds and thousands of pages that need on-page optimization. That's right. And I also think it's important to tell the audience or let the audience know it's okay to block and tackle. The stuff doesn't need to happen all at once, right? Even a Google My Business page, you could say, hey, I'm going to claim my my page this week and next week I'm going to add a description. And the week after that, I'm going to add some photos. Like, it's okay to just incrementally chip away at these things. And that's, Same with on page optimization. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The beauty of this is that it's all very actionable. That you've now given us four things that they can put on their to do list and they can, you know, slowly work down the list. That's kind of the, um, it's one of the big, one of the big missions of this show. And and certainly what I wanted to accomplish with this show is that we make things very, very actionable. It's one thing to sit here and, you know, learn stuff and you kind of nod along, uh, you know, you nod along while you're at the gym or, you know, on a run or on your commute, but then you go, but okay, but what do I do? Like, how do I do it? So I appreciate you giving us like good, uh, straightforward, actionable, uh, actionable things. Um, are there any good rules of thumb when we talk about like keywords, like, like the, like the heading of the page should match the URL slug. I mean, is that still a thing? You know, are there other rules of thumb that are worth mentioning?
1: Yeah, I think that consistency still plays, right? So let's say your heading has pizza delivery, then your slug could have pizza delivery and your meta description should have pizza delivery in it and then the content of the page should have pizza delivery. So there should be consistency in um, your keyword usage. And you should decide, right? So like you don't want your slug to be pizza restaurant, whack pizza delivery. Um, And sometimes it can be hard to decide which keywords you should rank for. Um, Right. If you are in a scenario where you're like, okay, for those people, again, the people on the line that are like, man, but I've, I think that I've, I've optimized my page already. My content is optimized for the keywords I wanna rank for. So if you're, if you're already dabbling in there, but you're asking yourself, well, man, am I choosing the right keywords to rank for? I mean, you can use a tool, again, Moz has a tool called um, Keyword Explorer, where you can see how many searches are happening for a specific keyword. So let's say that you're a pizza restaurant and you really like both pizza restaurant and pizza delivery are both terms that... You want your homepage to rank for, for example, but you're but you're not sure which one to use. You could go and you could use a tool like Keyword Explorer, and you could say, "Man, are more people searching for the term pizza restaurant or pizza delivery?" And then you could. Um, and then you could also see how competitive it is and you could decide, hey, pizza delivery has more searches and it would be easier to rank for. So maybe I'm going to optimize my page for pizza delivery versus pizza restaurant, for example.
0: Right. So then when we get into kind of keyword targeting, then that's that's more advanced. That's not quite what we're talking about. But if you're saying if you've done all this and you really want to kind of take that next step is to do this, um, is to start looking at keywords in terms of this, right? Correct. Great. So and then there are and we'll just dabble here real quickly um, before we, we we finish up these this kind of like low hanging fruit stuff because uh, I love it. Um, but with uh, with keywords specifically, uh, we're talking about um, you're talking about like the volume, right? Like how many searches happen for a specific thing. And then like you say, competitiveness, like how difficult is it to rank for that? And based on those two metrics, you decide um, what you think you can or should Uh, try to try to go for right
1: yep nail it (laughs) again
0: great great um cool okay so then so that on page optimization that's that's a much more in-depth um process right it requires a site audit and going through the back end and working with your developer or whatever and uh, but that's about consistency that's the thing that you said that i that want to make sure that people hear it's about um coming up with a consistent system and, and applying that across the site right
1: correct um i want to be careful right like it's a it's consistency within a page like it's okay to have your homepage rank for pizza delivery but then have a different page on your site rank for pizza restaurant right you can rank for different keywords within the same category yep um, okay so so just want to make that distinction there
0: yeah no 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 i'm 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 glad you pointed that out great so they're going to do the first three. That's going to be a little bit of work. And then this fourth step, this this fourth low-hanging fruit, um, even though it's more work, it's going to have a, a high impact. So it's worth going through and, and figuring all this stuff out and pulling everything in line when you've got the time, right? Correct. Great. Um, what is there anything else that people can do to, you know, is there any other low-hanging fruit we can grab hold of?
1: sure so um again this is getting into a little bit more effort but still high impact and we touched on it earlier and that's just think about your review strategy right. So we already talked about how, um, you know, review quantity, recency and quality are factors that help Google determine how trustworthy your website is. Um, You know, according to a survey last year, 91% of American consumers consulted review sites regularly or occasionally. 60% said they consulted reviews before visiting a restaurant or cafe. So it's certainly important, especially for the restaurant industry. So I would say to, you know, once you have all those that other stuff in order to really start thinking about um, reviews and acknowledge their importance, and start thinking about you know how you want to staff and resource getting reviews and responding to them.
0: Yeah, it's it's so interesting, and there there are differing opinions uh, on 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 all different sides of this. Uh, you know, reviews are a very polarizing topic. I've just come to realize in the last year. Uh, and, and I didn't, and I didn't realize it. But like, do you ask for reviews? Do you not ask for reviews? Do you incentivize? Do you not incentivize? to you, you know what? What's the best way to go after it? It's, um, it's like a whole. That's a whole episode all on its own. I've, I've discovered. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, I think that. Uh it's always like what's natural, right? So let's say that, you know, your staff is having a great conversation and they're just glowing about their experience and then maybe it'd be easy to say, hey, you know, I'd love for other people that are considering this restaurant to hear your opinion. If you have time, we'd love, you know, we'd love for you to share a view on, on, on Google, my business if you have the time. Yeah, Um, you no, know, that feels very natural versus if somebody's like getting up to leave and you're like, Hey, can you leave me a review? Then that feels like an interruption. Right? So I, I understand the, um, you know that there can be hesitancy there i think that if you can find organic opportunities to ask for reviews those are always great an easy one is if you have their email so if you if they have made a reservation through open table or through your website and you have an email and uh, sending and and you could probably automate email to be like, you know, we're so happy that you um, that you came to visit us. Do you mind leaving us a review review and provide a link to where you want them to review? Make it easy. Yes, I think that that's another key part is um, if you're going to ask somebody to leave you a review, definitely make it easy for them to do so.
0: I love this so much because what you did is you brought it full circle in that we're talking about these this very technical area of digital marketing, which is SEO. And we went a long way all the way around the bend and we came back to uh, this very organic thing of like, if people like the experience, just ask them to tell other people that they liked the experience. And when people go and talk about their experience online, it just helps other people. Um, It just validates it in the eyes of other people so that they can come and join you. That we're, we're talking about online strategies um, with the eventual goal of getting people to join you offline in real life. So if this stuff feels overwhelming or complicated or whatever, know that like the the means uh, the ends justify the means. That really what you're trying to do is just get more people to know about you, to trust you, to try you, um, to to promote you. It's all just about um, it's the same thing. Same. It's word of mouth. Uh, just changing. The way that that happens
1: exactly, and I what I love about it is you know SEO is like search engine optimization, right? Like that's a mouthful, but what it really <laughs> what it really is is just like you know some of it is just like we're all consumers. I'm sure everybody everybody here today has been to a restaurant, right? We've been on the receiving end of that, so I think that if you build your experiences both you know within your re- the restaurant itself, but also online, it's no different. As what what would make sense to you as a consumer, then at the end, like Google's going to realize that, and recognize that, and your consumers are too. Yeah. So it's
0: it's funny because we're all consumers, and beyond that is that we've all we all look for things like we all like we've all traveled and been in a town or a city that we don't know and have had to figure out like a good place for dinner so like we know what that's about and you know like just think about it in terms of like what do you google what do you what do you look for how do you make your determination of like who you trust you know if you're in town for three days where do you spend one of those three dinners and how do you how do you make that determination
1: yeah right like just ask, what would i do you can ask yourself that right uh, totally
0: <laughs> totally it's funny because uh, my wife and i we took our son to paris just this past december we spent the holidays there and it was just it was so eye-opening because because uh, i'd never been to paris before and uh, i i you know i was just trying to like catalog you know how we made decisions, like like where we had lunch, where we had dinner. How do we decide that? Um, what lists did we look at? How do we make our reservations? And I was just scribbling it all down because it just it just helps inform how we do things. You know how I do things back here in New York City for my clients, the clients I work with, and and how I talk to uh, the audience here on the podcast to do the same thing. It's just how do you find something that you're looking for, and and that's all that it comes down to.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Consumer search behavior is so it's so interesting, right? Like yep. Yep. how we find, digest in information and then ultimately make our decisions is is really interesting.
0: I mean it's just I, I always say this, it's like in our lifetime we you know, we've done things now many different ways. Like I said, it was like used to be the classifieds and now it's Craigslist. It used to be the yellow pages, now it's Google. Like it's the, you know, we used to, you know, ask people like, hey, where, you know, have you been to anywhere good over dinner? And now we see our friends post something and we text them and say, hey, I saw you were at, you know, this restaurant. How was it? How like, was
1: it? it yeah. <laughs> it's the same
0: thing. It's, it's, it's word of mouth. It's just the conversations are being sparked in different ways. So um, I always like to try and bring, bring back some of these like heady complicated conversations um and make sure that we we keep our eyes on the prize and that people understand like the purpose of doing this the reason we do this is so that we can reach the people who want to reach us yeah cool um so those five things again um just real quickly let's just the the five low-hanging fruit that you um that you were pointing out what, what are they again
1: sure so number one is uh create a google my business page if you have one already be sure that it's completely filled out and you're utilizing all features Um, number two is claim your other internet profiles so things like yelp tripadvisor foursquare Uh, number three is nap consistency and citation building so you'll want to make sure that your name address phone number Um, is consistent across all of those um, internet profiles, including your Google My Business page. Number four is to conduct on-page optimization. You want to be sure that your website pages are optimized for the keywords that you want to rank for. And number five is don't underestimate the importance of reviews. So uh, be sure to think about a review strategy, right? Because you want to, the goal is review quantity, recency, and quality so those are my five <laughs>
0: excellent um i listen i don't want to take up too much of your time because you are busy and i appreciate you carving out uh the hour and some change to sit here with me and chat about all this um so people have now an, an action plan they've got a, a, a i don't know a blueprint for where to go um where i know you have we've talked about some of the resources free and paid on uh, on the ma's website where what's a good place to start where, where should where should people go first uh, if they're if they're jumping in with all this?
1: I mean, so no toughy. Um, so uh, <laughs> I will I will equate it back to my top five things. So I would say go to the Moz website and go to Moz Local, and then there is a yellow button that says "Check My Presence," and if you click that, you can put in your business address information and it will show you the sites and directories that your website appears for and the ones that it does not appear for. So that can help you with the number two um, action item, number two and three, which is claiming your third-party profiles and then also ensuring that you have the NAP consistency. You could use our tool if you want to automate it or for free, you can see kind of provide a roadmap for you to um, go in and and, and update it yourself
0: amazing so i'm going to include that link uh with as, as clear directions as we can that, that highlight everything uh we just talked about there um i so appreciate you taking the time um what else uh anything else worth mentioning uh to people before we uh send them on their way anything um any any way that they can get to know you better and and what Moz does and, and all of that
1: Sure. So um, I guess after check presence, Moz has a great resource, again, free ungated called the beginner's guide to SEO. So if you're ready to kind of learn even more, that's a great starting guide. Um, as far as me, my Twitter handle is Kelly J. Coop, K-E-L-L-Y-J-C-O-O-P. Um, if you tweet me, I will respond to you. I'm not super active on Twitter, but I do respond when people uh, respond back to me.
0: Hit her up. Ask more questions. Let, let's all bother her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> feel free to. <laughs> Great. And also, I just want to tell everybody, keep up the good work. This is like tough times right now. And, yeah, I'm, I'm glad
0: uh, you said that. I mean, that's uh, every week feels like a, a little bit of a pep talk and uh you know uh happy hour as we kind of you know commiserate about what's going on um but you're right let's eyes on the prize that it's it's only going to get better from here on out Mm -hmm. kelly i really appreciate you taking the time to be here thank you so much yeah
1: thanks for having me chip i really appreciate it my pleasure bye
0: So there you have it. I want to thank Kelly again for taking the time out of her uh, day to sit down and chat with us all about SEO. Uh, I hope you got something out of this episode. Certainly there were tons of actionable items, things that you can put into practice right away. Uh, Again, all of the links are in the show notes. Hopefully that gives you a good blueprint for uh, for how to get started with all of this. As always, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to uh, to tune in and to be here. Uh, if you guys stopped showing up, there would be no reason for me to show up. So I appreciate it. Uh, if you feel like leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us boost higher in the ratings. Uh, we're definitely making strides. This community is growing. Uh, thanks again, and I will see you next time.